Hello, welcome back to another edition of the CFFL HQ podcast. You can now find this podcast at CFFLHQ.com or you can now go, I think, to every place you could possibly get podcasts, even the Apple Podcast uh, Store. If that's what Apple Podcast Store, I think that's what it's called. So yeah, if you uh just looking to kill, kill a few minutes and take a trip down memory lane, then hang out for a little bit. This podcast, uh, we've the other one's been a little bit longer than I was thinking that they would be, uh, and I think that's the case whenever we talk about owners in the league. When we talk about the players, probably shouldn't take as long. So I'm thinking these next few ones maybe won't take as long, and we're starting another series here. Uh, the mark has been made, and we're going to look at all time and not an all time not at each of the four major positions. And we're going to start out with the most important uh, position, the quarterback position. So it's about a time around a decade ago where you started seeing numbers really explode at the NFL level. And then college started to have these fun and gun teams that were coming about. You know, a lot of that was born June Jones, late aughts, actually mid aughts, you could say Timmy Chang and then uh, Colt Brennan. And then it grew into Texas tech. They took the torch Leach left there, uh, 2009, after the Adam James situation. He goes out to Washington State, and he, you know, taking the fun and gun out to Pullman. But then other, you know, spread concepts, big throwers. Uh, Texas Tech comes back, um, big time with Patrick Mahomes, and there are other places where these spread concepts and the quarterback play really started to explode. I think maybe maybe to the highest degree about five, six years ago. It's not to say that there aren't still prolific passers. feels like maybe it's kind of tapered off just a little bit now, but we wanted to adjust our scoring to make quarterback the most important position because there is no other position in sports that is more important than the quarterback position. So we adjusted the scoring. All of a sudden you start to see um, numbers in our league jump. And you see numbers in college football start to jump. But that goes both ways. If people are scoring more, the underperformers become a major concern for uh, owners as well. But tonight, just taking a look at some of the best, uh, some of the best quarterbacks that have come through the CFFL. And here we're just looking at best overall seasons and the worst overall seasons. So, if we're talking about the worst seasons, um, you know, it's one thing to just underperform, but it's another one to actively lose games. You know, in our league, it's been somewhere in the range over the last 10 years, 37 to 42 points has been the average in the league. So if you're averaging numbers that are in the teens or the 20s, boy, I, 
I got to say, I don't know how in the world you compete with players like that. Um, the worst quarter, you know, some of the worst quarterbacks were quarterbacks that didn't just get a spot start. You know, when we measure our war, it's how many starts go into that calculation. So if we were to look at a bottom 10, all right, and everyone in this bottom 10 had a minimum of four starts. So in 2018, Charlie Brewer, quarterback at Baylor, and I get why Justin B went back to that well. I mean, it worked. Baylor was a very successful program. Florence, Petty, uh, RG3, of course, before them. It worked. So, But at some point, it doesn't work anymore. Um, right around, lost him about a game, 1.8 games in 2018. He averaged 19.42 when the league average um, – was 39, a little over 39 in four starts. He averaged under 20. Um, so if we, like I said, for four starts, that's a meaningful drop off coming in after that. Um, the ninth worst quarterback was Brett Ripien, um, for Brian S in 2016. Again, Boise State's had varying success, thinking maybe it could work again. He also received four starts. Uh, 21.55 average when the average was 42.53. And I think he struggled with the fact that that was the high point uh, for quarterback averages in our league because we were still at 12 teams and everyone was throwing the ball in college football at that point. So I think those two factors um, played a role in why his num- why that was such a low number. Also in 2016, again, not a coincidence, Kenny Hill gets six starts, averages 27, but over six starts, um, that creates a considerable deficiency. And he lost almost two, uh, two, two games, a minus two war. After that, uh, Talia Tagovoila, uh, to his brother. Let's just call him that because I can't, I can't say his last name. Christian M started him seven times in 2021. He was at minus 2.02 uh, for his war. So, again, when you're scoring 24 points on seven uh, per, when the league average is 38, and you do that for seven starts, that's going to result in some losses. Okay. Then we get in Tulsa, another school that people were intrigued by because of some of the numbers that they were putting up in the early 2010s uh, when Damaris Johnson was quarterback. They had people running through uh, the quarterback position, and they were still kind of throwing it around. Dane Evans in 2015, kind of that leftover part for Tulsa. Brian S. again. Uh, you'll see him a couple times on this list. So he had Ripien. He has Dane Evans, eight starts, minus 2.03 war. Okay, so he comes in sixth worst quarterback performance of all time. That brings us to the top five. Kevin B enters this list. Chad President, also from Tulsa, also a minus 2.03 war. Fifth worst season um, at the quarterback position. Incredibly, um, I guess I was wrong on this. He only had three starts, averaged 12 points per start. Um, and like I said, that that won't work in a league where you're looking to get 40 and your guy's getting 12. 
Number four, sadly for the four, uh, third time, Brian S. has entered this list. This one, Clint Trickett, uh, name blast from the past. I think he's coaching now. He uh, seven starts, 24.2 per uh, when the league average was 38.42. He had a minus 2.3 war. Pretty uh, pretty hefty war there. Um, number three, still playing. Uh, I believe transferred to Oregon State, but in 2021, he was a first-round pick of Kevin B. DJ Ugalalele from Clemson. I'm sorry, I probably butchered his name. Uh, he averaged 18.6 when the average was 38.7, a minus 2.5 war, a devastating uh, man. Everyone thought that he was just going to follow in the lineage of uh, Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson before him. But it just didn't work out for him. The second worst performance of all time would be one Christian Hackenberg, part of the 2013 disastrous freshman team, the JV team put out by JH. He averaged 16 and a half points when the average was 31.3. The only thing helping him there was that that was before the averages. Um, I think scoring was tweaked for the following year, uh, but he had a minus 2.97, almost a minus three war at the quarterback position. Like you can't win. You can't win in the CFFL if your quarterback's losing you three games, but that wasn't the worst. Uh, the worst actually came in 2019 by the, by the godfather of the QB position himself, the QB whisper where quarterbacks go to thrive, even if the rest of the positions don't. Al G has some of the best quarterback play, but he also had the worst quarterback play. And that was in 2019 with none other than Kelvin Hopkins Jr. at quarterback for Army. Yes, Al G started a quarterback at a throwing position. From Army. Just took me a minute to kind of grasp that one. He averaged 15.7 points when the average was just under 38, minus 3.13 war. Safe to say, Algae wasn't competing for championships that year. Okay. Uh, so that is your bottom 10. There were others that were close, but I think that that was a pretty good cutoff point. Shout out uh, Brennan Armstrong last year for Christian M, Dominique Davis, Brad A in 2011, Josh Jackson, Brian R in 2017, JT Barrett for the Commission in 2016, Jamar Smith, Louisiana Tech for Justin B in 2018, Troy Smith in the inaugural year for the Commission. Uh, pretty bad season for him. Spencer Sanders, 2019. Justin B. Khalil Tate, Arizona for Bobby L. Sean Mannion and Cody Kessler for Jeremy P. He even throw uh, Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love, uh, even Sam Hartman this past year, kind of shockingly, for uh, Brian G. Jordan Love was 2019. Richardson was this year, 2022. Just want to throw Pat White, 2006, uh, underachiever throwing the ball there uh, for the commish going all the way back. So those are some of the honorable mentions for worst CFFL seasons. Now let's turn this all the way around 
and talk about the best seasons in the CFFL. Uh, some of your honorable mentions. Trayvon Boykin, Rob B. Rob B coming in with Trayvon Boykin. Um, he was over a three-war. I mean, that was a heck of a season, but that still didn't crack our top ten. Bailey Zappi, Brian S. last year, big run for him. Uh, he was over a three-war. Bobby L., uh, Marcus Mariota, 2014. So uh, Bailey Zappi was 2021. Mariota, uh, 2014, just under three-war. Jeremy P. Seth Russell uh, from Baylor, 2015. Casey G., Connor Holiday, Holiday, uh, two-and-a-half war in 2014. The commish had Jordan Lynch in 2013 uh, from Northern Illinois, just under a 2-5. And then, miraculously, I don't know how this happened, but Joe Burrow, who had like the arguably the greatest season ever, only a 2.47 war because Brian R. was just sitting on his hands playing him some games, uh, which was interesting. We also got Graham Harrell on here, 2007. Case Keenum, 2011. Kyler Murray for Christian M. in 2018. Case Keenum again in 2009. Um, Gardner Minshew. So those are some of your honorable mentions there. But let's take it in now from the top 10. We have two entries from last year. Again, showing you the importance of quarterback play. Two entries from the 2022 season. Coming in at number 10, the 10th best season of all time at the quarterback position was by PNOC, quarterback Drake May. 3.38 war. And honestly, there was a point, a couple games left in the season. I mean, May really hit a high point early November, and then it kind of fell off. Like if he just saw that season through, we're talking maybe like four and a half, maybe even going for like the the holy grail for the ultimate number in this league, which still hasn't been uh, touched yet, which we'll get to. But yeah, still solid campaign, 3.38 uh, war. Coming in at nine was also in the 2022 season, the quarterback whisper again for the first time. We'll deal with an Al G. Entry. So coming in at number nine, Caleb Williams, 3.48 war. Okay. If uh, you listened to the previous podcast, you heard about Algie's quarterback play in our, our misfortune segment. But if you said, if you were around for the improbable championships, you will hear Derek Carr, uh, Brad A product in 2013, 3.54 war in 11 starts. He averaged 47 when the league average was 31 over 11 starts that produced over three and a half war. Al G coming in again, 2018 Derek King, when he was at Houston generating a 3.66 war, another impressive uh, go about it coming in uh, at number six. It will is Brian G's uh, Anthony Gordon. Undrafted free agent, I believe, uh, when the guy he drafted in the first round, name is uh, eluding me right now, he uh, he didn't win the spot, but made sure to pick up his backup.
Anthony Gordon, 3.74 war in 2019. Excellent season for Brian G. Brought home the title for him. Coming in at number five, Brad A. again. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes had a 100-point game in 2016. A 100-freaking-point game. Again, I may have to do a podcast of just... I may just have to do a podcast of just the 2016 season. Patrick Mahomes came in with a 3.81 war, which again, incredible, incredible value. That two-year run for Brad A, you're you're well over six, almost. So what would that be? Um, eh, about six plus for war, two years for his quarterback. Superb play. So even in a year when everyone was averaging 42, Patrick Mahomes was getting him 58.7 per start over 11 starts. And it's what you got to love about Brad A. He's just going to run him out there. And he's just going to say, do your thing. Whether you're the tight ends, whether you're Saxton and, my gosh, you know, Rob Blanche Flower. I mean, his tight ends, he would just see him through. Even if they didn't weren't doing as well, and he, like we said, Arkeel Newsom at running back, he gave them the he gave them the the slack to go out there and just be themselves. He did that with Mahomes, and it actually turned out to be all time worthy. A three point eight one WAR in twenty sixteen. So now we get to the top four. We've already covered three and four. They're the same person. And they're the third and fourth entries in the top 10 for Al G. So, hey, we'll let Kelvin Hopkins Jr. slide in his performance as quarterback from Army. I was zigging when everyone was zagging on that one. But he's got Lamar Jackson here. 2017, 3.99 war. 2016, 4.2 war. So basically an 8.2 war for the same player. In 2016 and 2017. And the poor guy has no jacket to show for that. So the third and fourth best seasons of all time by the same player for Al G. So if you're keeping track at home, that's the third, fourth, seventh, and ninth place all time quarterback play. Al G. Which brings us to the top two. 2019, Buster, Kevin B, drafting Jalen Hurts, running him out there 10 times, averaging 58 and a half points when the average is 37.9, a 4.84 war. You would think that that would be the best of all time, but then you wouldn't be keeping it old school. And you're saying, well, what do you mean by that? Still. Undisputed, undefeated, not to be equaled, not to be matched at any point in the CFFL has been the performance of the quarterback in year one of this league, 2006. Think as far back as you possibly can to 2006. High schoolers weren't even born yet. The CFFL was a four-team league. 
in Florida. And J.H. was getting a 5.1 war with Colt Brennan, a quarterback from Hawaii. Nine starts, 46 average when the position average was 28. That is incredible. We may look at these numbers now and be like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, some of these guys are averaging like 50, 55, 60. Yes, but you have to understand that no one was throwing the ball like that back then. Hawaii was the only team. Texas Tech was coming on, too, definitely. And there were some spread concepts coming. You had – this is when Florida started doing the spread option, but more to run the ball. This is the first – this was still – this was the closest thing to the old school run and shoot that we saw. They weren't trying to get mismatches where they could find running lanes. June Jones was dropping Cole Brennan back and just having him throw. And I'm not going to go into his stats here because there's going to be other podcasts where we get into the stats of what he did in some of these games. But the fact of the matter is, is that he outperformed the league at a time when other people weren't performing anything or they were doing it in a far more modest manner. Like you just didn't have a whole lot of tempo at that point. You didn't have the plays per game. You didn't have teams that were just going out there and trying to run 70, 80 offensive plays. There was still a ball control mindset to things. And the fact that he shattered all of that. And you remember, you know, you start to adjust for what the average margin of victory is over a typical season. His war could actually, an adjusted war for him could be closer to six. And that's only because the games were closer together. Like his 46 didn't go at his 46 average didn't go as far. And I don't want to nerd out too much on that, but it's like every metric you look at, there's no one who's even close to surpassing the season that he had compared to his peers. Because you got to remember, you know, with some of these averages, like two, in 2006, there were no rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks. Or maybe there were. There were. Oh, I'm sorry. There were no completions for quarterbacks. He averaged 46 points per game without completions. And that tends to get, you know, quarterbacks another seven or eight points sometimes. Five to eight points, somewhere in that range. But easily, this war could have been six, six and a half. That's how impactful he was in year one of this league. So there you have it. The opening episode of our mini-series here of the Mark Has Been Made quarterback, where we looked at the all-time quarterbacks and the all-time not quarterbacks. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, We'll be talking to you soon. Like I said, you can find me at cfflhq.com or anywhere else you get podcasts. Be talking soon. All the best. Have a good evening, everyone.